Welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday. It's a great day here. Um, I just barely got back. I I saddled up the mules at 4:30 a.m. this morning and and uh, helped my buddy take a, a load of sh uh, salt up to his cows up on the mountain here. And and uh, it was a long day in the saddle. And uh, I took my colt Dally. Some of you have been following along with Dally, but I. I took her out and packed some salt on her, and it was a really good day for her. So, anyways, that's what I've been doing. And other than that, we've had a, a couple of these semi-private group clinics. They've been a lot of fun here at our place, and and that's been good. So, yeah, that's what's going on here with me. Just enjoying the summer here. Hope you guys are doing good wherever you are, and and uh, getting a chance to work on your meals. Hopefully, you guys have been working on the everyday mealmanship challenges we've been putting out there. I've been noticing less and less views on those videos. I, I wonder if it's just because things are getting a little more difficult for you or or maybe you guys are just busy with the world uh, there. But uh, anyways, we'll keep putting them out there. You guys keep following along and doing the best you can. But hope you guys are enjoying those everyday mealmanship challenges. Uh, so, Well, I want to get into my tip for the day. And uh, Connie's on here. She's the one that kind of inspired me to do this tip. Um... I'm not going to get into all the details of it, and if Connie, you want to comment while you're watching on here, some some of the details you sure can. But Connie uh, was in a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a meal wreck recently. She busted up some ribs and stuff. Um, and uh, I know a lot of you on here have been in a mule wreck or a horse wreck, or a, some of you have even been in a donkey wreck before. Um, and let, let's just see, if you've been in some kind of mule wreck, if you've been bucked off, if you've been hurt, whatever, why don't you, I, don't, I feel like the thumbs up button is a bad one to hit, but just, just do it so I know how many of you guys are on here are relative to this, you know what I'm talking about. So I guess hit the like button, <laughs> that's a bad button to hit for this, but do it, and uh, if you've been in a wreck. So, wow, there's a lot of you, they're coming up. Okay, good. Well, it's, uh, it's a good topic to talk about, I guess. So, um, All right, so you're, talking to, you're looking at a guy right now that has been in so many wrecks. Um, tons of them. Uh, broke lots of bones and been injured a lot. And, um, and a lot of you don't know because I try to hide it pretty good, but I get banged up at the clinics quite often and uh, especially when I'm doing the foundation class a lot of you guys have seen me go skiing in the foundation class before and uh, you've seen me get hurt in that class a lot of you've seen me get kicked and um, you know whatever so anyways and you guys have all you guys have been dealing with this too you've been in Rick so um Connie asked me to talk about you know how do you, how do you come back from these wrecks I thought, you know, that'd be a good tip for this week. Is you know, coming back from from a mule wreck, um, and I guess this this little talk I'm gonna uh, talk to you is is more than just like these major wrecks. You know, everybody can think of these major things you go through, but it's smaller things too. You know, some of you, you know, maybe you think about your most recent experience that was uh, not good. You know. Uh, it might have just been your mule spooking at a rock, your horse jumping out from under you, scared of a rabbit. And maybe you didn't get dusted, but maybe it scared you. 
Um, maybe you were just out working around the mules and you got kicked at. So it could be something like that that's not very serious to some of you have had some real serious wrecks it looks like and and been slammed and hurt and injured and so anyways let's talk about come back from that um i'll just give you what i do what works for me the first thing you gotta get past is why why did it happen now when i say why it happened this is typically what people say well there was a rabbit well there's a rock oh he was scared of a the backpackers that had the orange bandana um, and people, you know, after something happens, a lot of you really get thinking about the situation you were in. And that is okay. But it's, it's you know, it, some of you might disagree with this. But that is the wrong way to look at things. So I analyze what happened in this manner. Which way, so say they were scared of something. Which way did they, you know, like maybe they... Uh, bolted out from under you well which way did they go so you're you know you guys have been around me enough you know i i think about keeping them centered all the time so maybe they bolted to the right well they that means my right line is not working that means my right leg means nothing you know um maybe they busted out maybe they turned around and ran off you know backwards or something you know maybe they went to the left um so you know just just recently we had a little you know our little private semi-private group clinic we had last weekend and uh jesse coltrane jesse are you on here she's usually on here um anyways jesse riding her mule mouse and uh some hikers came down the mountain while we were going up the mountain well, Mouse bolted to the right and took off. And um, and I asked Jesse after. I knew the answer, but I said, so which way did she go? Which uh, which line did she push on? And Jesse's kind of like, uh, she had to think for a second. And like, oh, the right, you know. Um, but she's like, I honestly, I didn't really think about that. I didn't think about which way she went. And that is so important. So first thing you got to do after a mule wreck or after some type of incident that you're dealing with is why did it happen not what were they scared of but why did it happen which line are you weak on which line do you need to work on which which leg is not doing its job you know which uh uh yeah what which piece of their body pushed on that so that's that's the first thing i i think of okay and you get a little time to do that just a little bit of time like you get about five minutes to think about that you should be able to answer it in five minutes even your most traumatic wreck you've ever been in and i've seen some nasty ones um where the person didn't make it you know so anyways you think about how what happened there and then after you check on that which like i said will be quick then you can focus on yourself some of you might have to heal up connie right you're dealing with some busted ribs you're you gotta take a little time to heal up um there's no reason you know and i I feel like a hypocrite about what I'm what I'm about to say, but you know, if you're hurt, um, you you got to get physically right before you can deal with this stuff, and um, or else it will stick in your head forever. So, um, I saw Jamie on here. How many of you were in my clinic? There's a few of you that came last year. Peter, I know he was there, um, but how many of you were in my clinic last year in Rapid or in uh, uh, yeah, just outside of Rapid City, South Dakota? 
Um, for some reason, I can't remember the name of the town right, right quick. Peter, why don't you tell me what the name of that town was? But um, just right outside of Rap oh, Hermosa, Hermosa, South Dakota. If you guys were in Hermosa, South Dakota last year, say hi, say hello. But so I was working that clinic last year. Thanks, Peter. And uh, and so Peter and Jamie, do you guys remember that mule named Pedro that drug me around first day? Um. Anyways, there's this mule there that was in the foundation class, and it was a handful. I mean, it was a handful dragging me around. It drug. Well, I didn't even get a chance to drag the owner around because she just let go. Yeah, Jennifer Allen, she was there too. Um, but she, she you know, the, the lady that was working this meal just would let go and not do anything with it and anyway so i of course i jump in and i'm gonna help out and um this meal drags me around well it gives me a one good jerk and it busts my wrist and um breaks my left wrist and uh i was talking to jennifer allen you're on here and about this and she had no idea bust my wrist i just babied it i just babied it and worked with my right hand the rest of that clinic and unfortunately, I couldn't go home for 10 weeks. That was the beginning. That was the first week of our 10-week tour. So I didn't go home. And, uh, you know, with insurance the way it is and my situation, I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't want to go to the emergency room and pay for that. So I just kind of babied it along all fall. But if any of you was in my – a few of you were in my clinics last fall. If you think back, I only went to the right – for the rest of that fall you know when i was doing groundwork with anybody's mule i only went to the right because i couldn't hang on to the left and uh so like i said i feel like a hypocrite saying this but you know before you get back to working on some of these mules that are a handful you, you got to get physically right or it's gonna hang on you so all fall long my mules even my mules only got work to the right from the ground you know it just hangs in the back of your head. So get physically right. That's the next piece of it. And the last piece that I'd share with you, at Connie, on, on this topic is focus on helping the mule. So uh, it's really easy to focus on yourself. And I remember talking to a really good friend. I don't see her on here yet, but a really good friend in California a couple years ago she fell off a mule and broke her neck and she was trying to get things going again and she, riding again and she is she's doing great now she's fantastic one of our best friends in california anyways so after breaking her neck you can imagine how worried she is and she asked for some of my advice and i give her this advice and she did not like it she got really mad at me but basically i said you know you gotta you can't be selfish you you gotta think about the mule so remember when you guys come off of these animals they're not vile like us. They aren't. They don't think about getting revenge and mules don't think about hurting you. Regardless of the stupid myths you might hear out there from some redneck, they're they're they are not vile creatures. They're fantastic, but they don't have this uh, weird brains like us humans have. You know, they're not trying to do damage. You know, if you get bucked off a mule, they're doing it because. They think that's the only way out. They want to protect themselves. Instinct kicks in. Unfortunately for us, instinct kicks in, and they're taking care of themselves. Okay? So, 
you you got to focus on how can I help that mule so that it doesn't feel like it needs to to buck me off again or run out from under me or spook and spin or whatever it is you, you know what, what can I do to help that mule and what plan can I make to keep that mule more centered so Tony that's my third piece of advice on how to come back from this wreck so Connie was in a wreck you know with her mule had to do with cattle mule being scared of cattle and then another mule being scared of cows and it sounded like quite the cluster Connie right so um so make a plan how can I come back from this and how can I work on keeping this mule centered and how can I work on um focusing on helping that mule because otherwise you get these and I say selfish, and that's probably too, too strong of a word, but I, you know, you know me, I don't have much of a vocabulary, so, you know, when you get caught up in yourself, you know, you, the thoughts run through your head, like, well, what if, what if, and you replay it in your mind, what if this happens again, what am I going to do, what am I going to do, anyways, you get control of those mule's feet, and that's super easy to say, guys, I know, I know that's really, really easy for me to say, Connie, just to get control of those feet, uh, and it's really hard, but one piece at a time, you can do it. Hang in there. You'll get back to it, get healthy, get healed up, and go to it. So, anyways, that's my tip for you guys for today on coming back from a mule wreck. And hope it gives you a couple things to think about. Um, and, uh, and a lot of you have been in wrecks and, and survived, and you didn't even know it. You know what I mean? You, you've, you guys have heard me talk about keeping the mule centered where I say, you know, most of you can survive a little six-inch gap in, in keeping your mule centered. You know, if they jump six inches, most of you guys will survive that and be just fine. But when they jump six feet, most of you are going to bite the dirt. So, anyways, get them centered. Okay? Cool. That was fun. That was fun talk. And um, I'm going to... I'm gonna. If you guys have questions, go ahead and start posting them on here because I'll get to questions in just a second. I had one other, um, one other little question. Well, it wasn't a specific question that came in. Uh, it was a whole bunch of questions that I got kind of lost in. But we had we had a a lady send in a uh, a whole list of things she's dealing with, um, and I, so I wanted to talk about this too, uh, compounding problems okay so um some people get caught up in like a domino effect of these issues um like this lady that wrote in she's got a meal that bolts on the ground and you guys have heard me talk just about every week about uh you know meals that bolt on the ground and i swear with horses and mules not donkeys thank goodness but with horses and mules I'd say like the problem I run into most often is these horses and mules bolting on the ground, you know, like just leading. And it, it comes, it, it comes full circle, uh, you know. These animals just don't know how to lead, and they weren't taught to lead correctly in the beginning. So some people just compound the problem, and I want to, I want to explain what I mean by this. But this individual said, okay, well this this mule bolts on the ground, so I heard I need a chain under the chin. So they put a chain under the chin. 
and they use that for a while until now the mule's so freaking bracy. Now that's not working. So, okay, now let's put a chain over the nose because that'll help. So they put a chain over the nose. Okay, and it just keeps going. Okay, and, and as soon as that's bra as soon as the mule's ruined on that and they're bracy, they're like okay, well let's put a, a chain on the nose and a bit in the mouth while I lead because you know and, and so I have a leading bit and then a riding bit, and uh, this compounds it doesn't work anymore so what to do what to do now and it gets worse and worse and worse and uh so and and then she asks about um you know wearing the rope halter lower so there's knots in the the knots in the rope halter are hard on her nose and and it just keeps on going so i just got to thinking you know i need to help some people like this and I've tried to explain it before, but but pain does not last. Um, it doesn't last, and it doesn't, you know, so if you're trying to control the mules using pain, it, it is not going to hang in there for you, okay? It won't last for you. Pain wears off. That's why we, you know, the style of mulemanship that I teach in my clinics, you, I mean, I recognize most of your names on here. There's a few that I don't know, but I know so many of you watching right now live. Um but uh, you guys know what I teach here. You know, we, we teach this great basin style of horsemanship and mulemanship to where, you know, we want to bring out the best in the mule and we focus on building on building on the positives rather than building and compounding on the negatives. Um, so in, this, in that scenario, I just told you, you know, that's a compounding build on the negative. Well, that didn't work, so let's make it worse. That didn't work, let's make it worse. And folks want to make it worse and worse and worse, and they just keep on piling that up, and that's uh, that's not gonna that's not gonna get you anywhere, folks. It's just not gonna help you. So don't build on pain. Um, build on positive stuff. So she asked, well, okay, well, what am I gonna do, right? And I said, okay, first of all, get you a good fit and rope halter. And well, do I need a rope halter with four knots in it? No, you don't need a rope halter with four knots in it. Do you guys know? The rope halters, they have the, the two knots up on the nose band. That is just to make the cheek piece. That's the only reason those knots are there. They're not there to add pain or feel or any of that baloney to the halter. They're just there to make a cheek piece. Like, that's all it is. That's the only reason that knot is there, is just to make the cheek piece. That's it. Okay, so don't add, don't add any more knots for pain. Um, you know, it's just, it's just for the cheek piece. So I said, get a good fit and rope, rope halter. Doesn't need to be hanging low on the nose, regardless of whoever says that. And go back to the basics. She said, well, I can't, the mule's just going to bolt. I can't do any of your groundwork, Ty. Uh, the mule just bolts away. Okay. We'll go into a little round pen and do a little work in the round pen where if the mule does get away, it's no big deal. You just get the mule hooking on to you and start over again and go through your groundwork and build it from there. So, you know, w when these things get compounding, it feels like this snowball is getting bigger and bigger going downhill. You can you can easily stop that snowball from rolling just by stopping and going back to the very beginning, going back to where you started from. Keep it super simple. It doesn't have to be hard. You guys, if I can do this mulemanship stuff, so can you. All of you can do it. It's real easy. It's not hard. Um, all these things are, are, are simple. 
simple things. Um, they might take a long time, and I feel like when most people ask me, well, how hard is it to do that? You know, how hard is it to fix a meal that bolts? What they're really asking me is how much time it takes. And uh, I guess that's where my brain, you know, I've tried to teach my own brain that time doesn't matter. Just work and get what you can get what you can done each day with the meal you're working with. So anyways, that's the that was the other question or the other little chat I wanted to mention to you. So anyways, let's get started on your questions, all right? Sound good? If you got a question, just throw it on here. I'm going to scroll through. I don't have my awesome wife here to help me find these questions. Um So I'm going to try to find them. Um Okay, Jamie Nelson, she says, I know you have told us, but what do you do for them, the mule or the horse, bolting forward? Work on the one-rein stop? No, Jamie, I don't use a one-rein stop for a mule or a horse that bolts. Um, the one-rein stop, that's just one simple piece that I use in my checklist for preparing for a turnaround. Um, and that's nothing to do with emergencies at all. So if, if my mule bolts forward, what do I do? Okay, first of all, number one, Jamie, just ride because the mule is going there with or without you. So your first initial thought needs to be to ride. It, do not look for a, an exit, you know. Um, when you, where you look is where you go. So I will start riding the mule and I will have a forward frame of mind being like, okay, I am riding, I'm with you. Because there's nothing you can do when they have that first initial instinct burst you are dealing with nature, and there's so much there that you ain't going to do much about it, you know. I mean, you can put the harshest bit, harshest, harshest gadget, and they're still going to blow through that for the first 10 feet or 15 feet, whatever it is, okay. So you need to ride. Then, then um, I like to, you know, if they're really running off, um, it, and it depends on the situation, right? If they're really running off, I'll I'll just go ahead and ask them to go. And if it's in a situation that suits me, which it's usually not, but let's just say it is, um, where I have a lot of open country, open trails, I'll I'll lope them for a little while. If I see a hill, I'll lope them up the hill. So my point of view, I guess, if they're going to run off, we're gonna we're gonna run where I want to run. So I would do that. Then, if I'm really trying to get things shut down, I will go into serpentines, and the serpentines in the beginning are going to be huge. And they're going to be giant serpentines because the mule's scared and pushing on you and bolting and whatever. So big serpentines. When I check that off, then I go into my ribbon exercise. Jamie, do you remember the ribbon exercise from the clinic? Basically making a right full circle and then coming around and making a left full circle. So you're making these ribbons up and down. You'll go. I'll go down the trail five miles and do those ribbons. And the thing too, Jamie, is, you know, most of you will do the right thing. I know most of you are going to do the right thing in that situation. Most of you just won't do enough of it. So if I got a mule that bolts off, the last thing I'm going to do with the mule that bolts is stop. I am going to go, and I'm going to go for the next five hours, and I'm going to I'm going to work. I'm going to get control of those feet. I'm not going to focus on a stop whatsoever for a long time. Now you might be shook up, and and um, that's where you got to have you kind of have to need. You need to override your own emotions there and say, nope, we got business to attend to. I ha I'll have time to be scared later. And that's super hard. I mean, I just I just threw that out there, but it's super hard. Uh, and don't feel bad if it's real hard for you, Jamie, because that is uh, extremely challenging. So, But move those feet. 
Let's see what other questions we got. If you got them, post them. I'm looking right now. I'm seeing if I missed any from earlier. A lot of good people jumping on here. I appreciate you guys spending your Tuesday with me, hanging out here for a half hour. A lot of great friends on here. Um, let's see. I'm just scrolling here, looking. Um, a lot of people. Been a few wrecks, it looks like. Uh, all right. I'm just looking. Usually Sky's here to do this for me. I'm sorry, folks. Okay, Bobby uh, Dvorak. I'm sorry if I said that wrong, Bobby. Do you think riding in a vest would help in a wreck? Yeah. Like when I rode Bronx, I always had a protective vest on. But I'm not going to wear a protective vest when I'm riding mules. It's too uncomfortable. Too hot. Like today, I've been in the saddle from 4.30 in the morning to uh, just about an hour ago. And boy, that's a long day wearing that nasty vest. So I... It, but Bobby there's nothing wrong with it and if you're riding Colts like I have no problem like people come to the Colts starting clinics wear a helmet wear a protective vest I don't have a single ounce of problem with that just to go for it be safe but um, uh, I recommend getting your meal right before you head out on the trail if you if you feel like you still need to wear a protective vest on the trail you probably have a little bit more work to do um, in the round pen arena but you do you do you you do you I'm not gonna say anything else about that Stacy Scott has a question looks like okay I cannot get my Belgian mule to canter free in the round pen arena or under saddle she only goes into a really fast trot well if you're in a really fast trot Stacy you're just a little speed away from that lope and so the answer I'm gonna give you is just hang in there hang in there hang in there um, and but what I'm worried about, Stacy, is you said I cannot get my Belgian mule to canter free. So that means you have tried it and it didn't work, didn't work, didn't work, and probably multiple multiple times. Knowing you, you've worked at this. So Stacy, I'm going to tell you, you got to hang in there. So go saddle up tonight, hang in there, and if if you got that fast trot, you're so close. Just a little bit more push from you. Relax in your seat. Liven up your body and hang in there. Um, and believe me, your Belgian mule can run. Them big, them big mules, they have plenty of run in them. I've had plenty of them that run real nice, lope real nice for me. So you can do it. Hang in there. Just wait a little longer. That's a simple question there. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, looking for what else you guys have. All right. Wanda, Wanda Poindexter, when Colts buck with saddle during transitions while halter driving, do you just push him through it until he relaxes? Oh, sorry. There you go. Do you just push him through it until he relaxes at that particular gate, or do you stop or reprimand him? Um, if a colt starts bucking during halter driving or whatever, um, you know, reprimanding, punishing, you're kind of late to the game. It's kind of an old story. I just keep going through my moves. I just keep on going. Um, keep on working through it. Um, and I, you know, like if you're, say you're, say you're in the round pen and, and uh, maybe you're going through some transitions, like walk, trot, lope in the round pen. See, I don't do that. I don't, I'm not going through transitions on the end of a lead rope. If I do transitions, it'll be free, Wanda. So 
you know, it's normal for a colt to be a little honky and a little froggy and have some of that stuff going on. But I just keep going. So if I'm trying to get them to trot and they want to buck a little bit, no problem. I just keep going through the trot. No big deal. What I won't do is stop at that because every time you guys stop, remember every single time you stop, you're, te- you're teaching them something. That's when they learn is when you quit. So if you quit while they're bucking, while they're having issues like that, Wanda, you just confirmed that's what you're looking for. <laughs> that's the last thing you're looking for, right? You don't want any of that. So I'd say hang in there. Get, just keep asking until you got the trot or the lope, whatever it is, smooth. And then you can quit. So just hang in there. And if you're on the end of the halter and you're working on halter driving or whatever and they're playing around, just keep going. Roll the hind, roll the front. Ask lateral movements. Lateral movements is how you um, deflect all that bucking stuff. So that's what I focus on. But uh, looks like we're about out of time, my friends. I sure appreciate you guys hanging in here with me on Tuesday. I love being here with you. I hope you guys have been enjoying these Mule Tip Tuesdays every Sunday. This, this uh, We've been doing these live videos since January, and it's been a lot of fun for me. And it's kept me honest, kept me uh, paying attention to the time and looking forward to Mule Tip Tuesdays with you guys. But I, I sure am grateful. Um, if, you, if you enjoyed today's Mule Tip Tuesday, will you please do me a favor and hit the share button. And share with your friends. Tell them about this. Um, and I would love to see you guys at a clinic sometime. we got a bunch of good clinics coming up this fall. And i got a dang good lineup of clinics for 2021. Looking forward to it. So I'd love to see you guys at a clinic. Check out our website, tsmules.com, and uh, find out more information there. So thank you, guys. God bless you. And uh, we will see you next week. All right?